It's Tuesday, December the 15th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Biden's confirmation and Brexit hope. First, the world in brief. America's Electoral College formally confirmed Joe Biden as the new President of the United States. Mr. Biden's coronation should have been a formality after he won 306 Electoral College votes in November to President Donald Trump's 232. But Mr. Trump's unprecedented attempt to subvert the electoral process cast a shadow. In this battle for the soul of America, democracy prevailed, said Mr. Biden. William Barr, America's Attorney General and an arch-Trump loyalist, resigned. Mr Barr had been given licence by his boss to uncover substantial electoral fraud, but found none, much to the President's displeasure. Nonetheless, their parting of ways was apparently amicable, testament no doubts to Mr Barr's unswerving fealty. The first COVID-19 vaccinations were administered in America, mostly to high-risk healthcare workers. Some hospitals are using algorithms to assign doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech jab among their staff. Vaccinations of nursing home residents are expected to start next week. Meanwhile, Mr Trump abandoned a plan to vaccinate senior White House staff in the coming days, saying that they should delay getting a shot unless specifically necessary. London and parts of nearby Hertfordshire and Essex are to enter Tier 3, England's strictest level of lockdown, on Wednesday. Britain's health secretary said that a new variant of the virus that causes COVID-19 may be responsible for the rapid spread of the disease in the south of England. The Netherlands, meanwhile, said it would enforce a strict lockdown for around five weeks, save for three days over Christmas. France, however, is to loosen some of its restrictions from today. Britain and the European Union restarted talks about a post-Brexit trade deal after missing Sunday's deadline, but deciding they had made enough progress to persevere. Michel Barnier, the EU's chief negotiator, said that a narrow path to an agreement was now possible. The main sticking points continue to be fishing rights and a regulatory level playing field for companies. South Korea banned the launching of propaganda leaflets into North Korea, a practice long denounced by the North. The law, which also restricts loudspeaker propaganda broadcasts, will take effect in three months. Lawbreakers could face up to three years in prison or 30 million won, $27,500 in fines. North Korean defectors and rights groups said they would file a constitutional appeal. And Pornhub, an adult video site, removed all content uploaded by unverified users, most of what it offers, after assertions that it was a hotbed for films of child abuse and rape. Last week, Mastercard and Visa said they would block the use of their cards on the service. Pornhub plans to introduce a verification system for regular uploaders in the new year. And now, here's today's agenda. Busy factories, wary consumers, China's uneven rebound. Factories in China have been buzzing for months, a sign that the supply side of the country's economy has staged a recovery since COVID-19 shut it down in February.
Data released today show an improvement in that effort. Industrial production increased by 7% in November from a year earlier, having grown by 6.9% year-on-year in October. In 2020, China's policymakers have focused on raising production in order to keep unemployment low. But a recovery on the demand side of the economy has lagged behind. Retail sales rose by 5% in November, up from 4.3% in October. That represents a healthy increase from earlier in the year, but it also shows the government is still struggling to stimulate consumer demand. Despite a miraculous rebound from the pandemic, progress has been lopsided. A bigger stick, big tech in the EU. Margrethe Vestager, the European Union's Competition Commissioner, will today announce new proposals on digital services and digital markets after her colleagues in the European Commission, the EU's law-proposing body, sign them off. With new rules and regulations, the Digital Services Act will update the responsibilities and liabilities of providers of digital services. The Digital Markets Act is expected to include new powers to prevent companies from dominating their markets. One of the goals of the new framework is to make sure that small and middle-sized digital companies are able to compete with the big ones. The EU, already home to the world's strictest data privacy laws, hopes that setting such rules for its 27 members, constituting an economy about the size of America's, will set higher standards for the regulation of digital services globally. Big tech companies are expected to oppose the new proposals fiercely. Apple and Amazon are already under investigation by the Commission's watchdogs. The Democrats went down to Georgia, the Senate. Joe Biden will be in Georgia today to stump for two Democrats, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, in Senate runoffs on January 5th. They face two Republican incumbents, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. Democrats need both seats to control the Senate and thus to give the president-elect any chance of legislating ambitiously. Polls are close. The two challengers' constituencies are complementary. Upscale suburbanites, Mr. Ossoff, and African-Americans, Mr. Warnock. And activists have been busily registering black and young voters for years, one reason why Georgia chose a Democrat, Mr. Biden, for president for the first time since 1992. Donald Trump, meanwhile, continues to insist he won Georgia, which was stolen from him. Hardly motivating for those who believe him to waste time voting again. January's vote will show whether Georgia really has gone purple, or whether Mr. Biden's win depended on Republicans who rejected Mr. Trump but will return home once he is gone. Out but not late, French déconfinement. After a second national lockdown that lasted more than six weeks, France today lifts its restrictions as part of a phased déconfinement. Citizens no longer need daily authorization to leave home and can once again move freely around the country. However, hopes of a swift return to normality were crushed by a new rule that will instead impose a nightly countrywide curfew from 8pm to 6am. This will apply throughout the holiday season, except on December 24th, when most French people celebrate Christmas. All bars and restaurants are to remain closed, as previously announced, until at least January 20th. The reason for the tighter post-lockdown rules is simple. 
New daily cases of COVID-19 dropped sharply, but then flattened out at around 10,000, twice the threshold of 5,000 originally set for lifting lockdown. As a result, the government has also cancelled permission to stay out after curfew on New Year's Eve. Good luck with that. Cyber Bear Attack – Russia's Hacking Campaign On September 25th, President Vladimir Putin proposed that Russia and America exchange guarantees of non-interference in each other's internal affairs, including using ICT and high-tech methods. Even as he spoke, a team of Russian intelligence operatives was apparently deep inside sensitive networks, including America's Treasury and Commerce Departments. It is thought to be the latest attack in a broader Russian campaign and highly sophisticated. America's ability to muster a response to the intrusions is unlikely to be helped by President Donald Trump's sacking of Chris Krebs, the head of America's cyber defense, on November 17th for publicly affirming the integrity of the presidential election. In 2017, Mr. Trump floated the idea of a joint American-Russian impenetrable cybersecurity unit to guard against election hacking and many other negative things to the dismay of his own officials. Yet the problem of large-scale cyber intrusions is one that predates Mr. Trump and will vex his successor. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Walt Disney, who died on this day in 1966. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.